Checking the sound. How the sound sound. How does the sound sound, guys? Okay, how about now? Trying to see see if I run the sound instead of through the monitor through a headphone. If it's better, that may be true. I don't know. You tell me. How does it sound? Sound. Happy Friday! Happy Happy Friday, everyone. It is. It's going crazy. Crazy week. You know. Today is the last kind of work day of the month, unless you're working the weekends, of course. And if you are, um, have a safe weekend, of course. Of course, Red Friday, we wear red on Friday. Remember, everyone everyone deployed. Remember those folks downrange. If you need to get your red t-shirt like this one right here, you can get that at cyber-recon.com. Front slash swag. It's a place to get your Official CyberEcon Red Friday shirt. Remember, everyone deployed. Man, I don't know how you guys are doing. It's been rainy, rainy up here in Virginia. We're getting a little bit of that tropical storm. The leftovers, the holdouts. Got a little bit of music still going in the background there. What you know about that? Some music. So we're rainy and kind of just, just gloomy. Got the tropical storm coming in. It's supposed to be nice for the kiddos tomorrow for trick or treat. Now, no, that's gonna go. We just throw bags of candy at them. I don't, I don't know, six feet away and take your your hand that's got whatever they're worried about being on them. And you throw candy at them and they take the candy and eat it. And you, apparently, that's safe. I don't know. Apparently, it's safe. What do we got going on? We got end of the month. Man. End of the week, end of the month. We're going in November, November 19th for y'all. That's the next trivia day. If you're you're coming out to do trivia, that's the day. That's the day you want to be out here. 7 p.m. East Coast time. Show up 15 minutes early if you want. Make sure you're ready to go. Make sure you got your Socrative up. Make sure you got your you're up on the live stream. Make sure all that stuff. You can win uh no, no charge to enter. No charge to play the game at all. Zero. We don't want your personal information. You can use a web browser to play. Socrative works in a web browser. You don't give it any information at all. Other than the name, you can make your name up. Be safe. Don't be rude and all that. And uh, you'll use the room name CyberEcon. If you want to download the app, the app may get some, some information from you. I, that's not our thing. That's Socrative. Um, you play for free and you can win. You can even win prizes. No effing way. Yeah, voice in my head. Yes, effing way. Time to win some prizes. So good morning, Mike. We made it. We did make it to Friday. I'm with you, man. What a long, long week. In the day job, I'm dealing with audit. Two, three, four weeks now, internal audit over and over and over again man they're doing good things audit auditors have a tough job they gotta come around they gotta beat you up and make you you know put you through the ringer but it's, it's for a good purpose but man when they're around sometimes it's hard don't get things done you want it's hard to get things accomplished um sometimes when their schedule is a little topsy-turvy 
So that's what's going on with me at work. What's going on with you guys at work? What you got going on? What is the the soup, soup du jour at your your place? Um, I know you got to get off. You get to get off to work. When you get to work today, whether that's virtual or actually somewhere where you're going to, I know not everyone is virtual. Not everyone can be there. Uh, oof. You're being audit. RMF, right? No, this is process audit. Oh, process. They want to see, dig into your processes. And I guess, yeah, it's good. It's really nice. We're not, we're not government, so um, we're, we're a private sector organization. I spend a ton of time in the government. And that's why I was, that's what I'm telling you guys, the RMF is not just for the government. A lot of people go to the RMF, they go, oh, that's that's government, that's DOD. No, I've used it in, in pharmaceuticals, I've used it in automotive, I've used it in financial, in the private sector. The private sector is moving towards the RMF. I'm telling you that right now. Get ahead of the game. A lot of the private sector is moving to the RMF. And you may ask why? Well, one, it's got an organization structured, already ready to go. It's already been tested. The process works. And obviously, you can go with another one. Like, you could go with the um, OSI. Um, or you could go with um, ISO, excuse me. You go with ISO. ISO. I just bought one book from ISO. One book from ISO on engineering standards. Over $200. One book. Get the engineering standard. Uh, what is it? Uh, NIST Special Publication. 800 I think, is that's free on the Internet. So you're a corporation. You're looking, you got to buy books on the RMF. you got to book books on the controls. you got to buy all these books from OSI at about 200 bucks a piece per person. You're not supposed to share them. Or you go use the RMF model, which has been tried and true. It's got everything else there. But it's got everything the ISO does, and it's free. You tell me which way you're going to go. A lot of systems expiring this month, so lots of packages that need to be ready for ATO. Oh, man, I remember those days. Oh, what a mess. Continuous monitoring and ongoing authorization is the way to go if you can get your organization to switch that way. Um, which which book, the, the NIST book or the ISO book? The NIST book, I think, is, I think it's special publication. 800-161. I think that's the engineering standard. There's two volumes, volume one and volume two. I'm almost positive it's 161. It's either 160 or 161. It's one of those two. Um, yeah, the other one is ISO like 12599 or something like something like that. That's over $200. <laughs> It's ISO, International Standards Organization, or or they, they like to call ISO now. ISO is a different. Is, you're talking about an is ISO book, an ISS, ISSO book. Um, I don't know any good ISSO books. I do know we're building out the um, starting to build out the advanced arm. Of course, that's tailored for ISOs. That'll start in. Well, we're starting to build it in mid-November, mid next month, and it'll be ready December. End of December, January time frame. 2021. Yeah. Mike, if you get a chance, let me know if it's uh, 160 or 161. I don't want to don't want to throw people off. That's the engineering standard for NIST. Um, documents are out there, ready to go. Um, 
But you guys, when you get to work, when you get vir work virtually, when you get to work, you know, physically, if you're going to work, because a lot of people, you work in the intelligence community, you work in DOD, some places, you know, you work in a job where you have to go in outside those areas. Maybe, maybe you got to go in. Um, you need to know what day it is. You need to know that that trivia for the day. You need to know it. it's Frankenstein Day, Frankenstein Friday. That's your 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 weird holiday of the day. It's Frankenstein Friday, Mary Shelley's book. We know that this guy up here, actually this guy right here, is not Frankenstein. Frankenstein, Victor Frankenstein, as many of you know, was the doctor, Doctor Frankenstein, and that's that's Doctor. Like marching green man on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, can't see it if you watch it, listen to a podcast, but just imagine a green guy on the screen. That's Frankenstein's monster. I don't know if he was ever given a name. I don't remember ever having seen a name for Frankenstein, but it's Frankenstein Friday. The last Friday in October is always Frankenstein Friday. So it's not the 30th. It's obviously, you know, next year it'll be a different day. Um, Frankenstein. Friday. Crazy, crazy. Got a lot of stuff in the news. Um, one thing, YouTube apparently doesn't like the way I've been doing things. When I read from the, when I show you guys the, the other web pages, when I show you the web page, apparently YouTube doesn't like that. You put a kibosh on it. Started flagging content because, I think because of that, I can't figure it out. It's not the music. I thought it was the music. I thought maybe it was posting the web links. If you've been watching the show for the last couple of days, you'll know. One day we didn't have the web links in the show notes. One day we didn't have the music just to go in. And it's zero down on showing showing the web pages, showing the web pages to you guys, which obviously you can go out and grab on your own. They're in the show notes. If you're listening to the podcast, they're in the show notes on the podcast too. And YouTube, where we watch at, uh, you know, YouTube front slash cyber dash recon. Um, it's down at the bottom, down at the bottom. Yeah, the only book we talked about, we talked about the uh, 161, I think 161 or 160 from NIST. And the ISO book is, um, it's like 12,599 or something. Let's look it up. Let's see what the name of that thing is. Just bought it. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get it back to you. I don't. It's not coming up in the in the search. If you look in whichever it is, whichever document it is from from NIST, this 160 or 161. That's, um, it's going to be well, listed as one of the references, ISO book. It's like $227 or $216, something like that. Or you can get the NIST version, which is the SP800, either 160 or 161. That's free from the internet, from the interwebs. And I downloaded, I, both of them were downloaded, right? So the NIST one I downloaded, the ISO one I downloaded. The only difference was the over $200 I had to give to ISO. So that's why you'll see a lot of, I guess that's the point behind it, a lot of Private firms, a lot of public sector, private sector firms, excuse me, are going to the RMF. The RMS is free. Uh, documentation is free. It's updated all the time. There's an extensive control catalog. Control catalogs updated all the time, like you guys know. And uh, 
just yesterday, NIST Special Publication 853, Bravo, the, the baselines and overlays document came out uh, in final form. So that's, Mike, hopefully that's giving you what you need. It's NIST, and it's either 160 or 161. Special Publication 800, 160 or 161. Just check those two out. One of them is going to be Engineering Standards. Um, and I can't remember the ISO number. I'll have to. It did not stick in my mind. It's like one of those weird 15288 or something. It, it's got a weird number, too. Uh, can't, off the top of my head, remember the ISO one. I don't, I don't recommend the ISO one, though. Unless you really need to do an ISO stuff. If you really need to get into ISO stuff, I wouldn't do it. Um, so, cool, Mike. If you check that out, let me know if it's 160 or 161. I get those confused. Got it. Mike has got it. Good deal. So that's what we got going on. Um, we won't be won't be sharing there. Sharing the uh, view. That's just because I don't think YouTube is liking it. Dee's here. She's late. Enjoying the Friday. That's a good thing. Because it wasn't much of a wasn't much of a transition in that one. I kind of surprised you with the intro uh, just off the bat. That's the kind of Friday we're having. Our Illy Coffee is in a Cowboy Bebop cup. Meat and potatoes free. Yeah, we're looking for the meat and potatoes for procedures within the IMF pro RMF process. Yeah, that you're not gonna. No, that's more. Um, that's another, the 160 or 161, whichever one it is. I need to get that. Um, that's security engineering. It really has, it's a little different than the RMF. RMF is aligned with the SDLC. Um, cybersecurity framework is aligned with the, um, like the SOC, the re response action, like the incident response folks. And the engineering standard is aligned with, with building secure systems, of course, but a little different than, than the RMF. The meat and potatoes of the RMF is, is 800 uh, 37 revision two, of course. Um, yeah. Meat and potatoes. We got a lot of videos on the meat and potatoes. A lot of videos under the RMF, um, playlist. We need to tune the playlist up because it starts out with our 1.0 stuff. So we need to tweak the playlist a little bit so we can get it into the right order. But our playlist down, down in the, wherever the playlists are down below, I think you can look at the RMF Playlist has a ton of stuff. We're, the new stuff, the RMF 2.0, that's aligned with Revision 5 of 853 and the addition of uh, 137 Alpha, um, we're up to the select step now. So you'll see videos all the way for, through prepare, the 18 steps in prepare, um, categorize, and now we're in select. We'll keep running. That should be by the end of November. We'll have all of those updated, and that obviously aligns with um, the class, the courseware, if you're going to take the RMF class from us, you get the extra stuff. You get the interactive videos, you get the, the word searches, you get the quizzes, you get the handouts, you get the live, um, the lab exercise kind of things. I'd like to, a little close on lab, it's, it's, it's doing, it's not going into a lab, it's doing exercises that you would normally do with the RMF. Uh, categorizing systems and selecting controls, that kind of stuff, implementing controls. But not necessarily in a in a lab where you log into a virtual machine, it's doing the actual exercise of going through the RMF. So, 
that's where we're at. Yep, we did post two or three yesterday. I think Mako got three of them up uh, after editing. That's always fun. Good morning, Eric. It's good to see you. Good to see everyone on Friday. And then Pixel Pixies is, is scared. I'm not sure why. Why? Why? Why you're scared? That don't make any sense. Mike Bravo's here. Happy Friday. I think. Are you off? To, are you off every every Friday? Every other morning. Um, good morning, my brother. Good morning. Airborne all the way. Um, yeah, well, things are rolling. Things are rolling right along. Um, so let's talk. Let's talk a bit about the news. We got a mixed bag today. It seemed like every day this week we've been kind of focused on an area. Oh, yesterday was ransomware. Um, today we're kind of all over the place. So we're going to start out, you know, we can't switch over to the doodad. Start out with Aetna. Aetna got in trouble. Yes, they did. They got in trouble with uh, HIPAA. <laughs> so some of these things, some of the things these people do amaze me. So when you get in trouble with, with HIPAA, you know, the folks you're going to talk to is the Office for Civil Rights. Um, and they're at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Those are the folks that are gonna they're gonna nail you. They're gonna they're gonna be the ones that find you. And Aetna got nailed for one million dollars. That's settlement they paid. And it's three different incidents. Uh, if you're German, I guess it's three different incidents that way. Um, yeah, they admitted after they admitted for the 2017 breach that violated the rules. Um, it's 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 crazy. So the first incident was April 27th. A little over 5,000 people, individual was um, breached. Um, two web services used to display plan-related documents, and health plan members allowed documents to be accessed, accessible without logon credentials, and subsequently indexed by various internet search engines. So your your PHI, your private health information, was indexed by Google and made available to everyone. That's nice. Thanks, Aetna. Later that year, July 28th, customers complained that benefit notices mailed using a window envelope left their personal medical details visible. So, you know, you could shake the envelope and the personal, you know, your privacy information, your private health information would show up in the little clear window. So they got nailed for that. That was about 1,600 more people got na nailed. And then finally, September 25th, a letter sent to Aetna, Aetna plan members contained the name and logo of a trial fibrillation, irregular heartbeat, research study that they were part participating in on the envelope. So these guys were part of a of a, a trial of this atrial fibrillation. And they put the dang logo on the envelope. Um, that's another 1,600 people. So 16, the second one was uh, almost 1,200 people, and the first one was 5,000 people, uh, and then they went on to say, OCR um, went on to say, Aetna failed to perform regular evaluations of security of its electronic PHI, protected health information, failed to implement procedures to verify the identity of those seeking access to electronic PHI, and did not limit PHI disclosures to the minimum necessary, and failed to implement appropriate administrative, technical, and physical safeguards to protect privacy PHI. OCR Director Roger Savino, uh, when individuals contact 
when individuals contract for health insurance, they expect plans to keep their medical information safe from public exposure. Unfortunately, Aetna's failure to follow the HIPAA rules resulted in three breaches in a six-month period leading to this million-dollar settlement. So they got fined a million bucks. Um, it's not the largest penalty. The biggest one went to Anthem, and that was $16 million. And the, the exposure there was 79 million people being exposed. So Aetna, come on, man. Aetna, don't do that. Don't let people's information out. Price price is right. Mike says he'll buy it. It's three ninety nine. I think he gets six months access. We'll probably give you more access to this. First go round, and we have live sessions once a week on Tuesdays now. So we can make sure Eric can make it. Um, it's good. It's a good run. I think it's a good run. So second on your second on the docket today is the Wisconsin. Republican Party. Um, so it is election season. We're seeing a lot of this stuff. Hackers stole $2.3 million from the Wisconsin Republican Party account being used to help reelect the, the President Trump. It was a key battle, battleground state. The party's chairman told the Associated Press on Thursday. Um, these guys contact the FBI on Friday the 22nd after they noticed some suspicious activity. Um <laughs> Hit said the FBI is investigating FBI spokesman Leonard Peace. Did not immediately return a message seeking comment. Uh, there's no doubt that the uh, Republican Party, Wisconsin, is now at a disadvantage with money that, that, that's gone, Hit said from the Republican Party. The party campaign needs money late in the race to make decisions quickly, he said. So here's what happened. Hit said hackers were able to manipulate invoices from four vendors who were being paid to send out direct mail for Trump's re-election efforts and to provide pro-Trump material such as hats that could be handed out to supporters. Invoices were altered, so when the party paid them, the money went to the hackers instead of the vendors, and it was all tied to a phishing. They say a phishing attempt in the story. The story is by uh, Huffington Post. Uh, definitely, you're going to get, definitely get, I'm telling we're staying out of politics. Huffington Post doesn't stay out of politics. They lean a little bit left. So think about that when you're reading it. But uh, there appears to be a phishing attempt, I would say, if they were able to get $2.3 million, I'm going to say it was a phishing attempt. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Had voice in my head. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it's happened on both stories. I don't know why we're seeing a lot, a lot more stories on Trump. We've had two stories on Trump this this week. Um, it's just what's showing up in the press. I'm not making this stuff up, guys. I'm just reporting on it what I see in the morning, and it's been, unfortunately, the Republicans and the Trump side so far. And our last last story in the docket today is a pretty good one. I would say go out and check. If you're going to check one of them out, check this one out. Um, this is how healthcare organizations can con can combat ransomware. That was funny. Um, I don't know if Trump was funny or was, I don't know if sure. Something was funny. 
Recent uh, United Health Services UHS cyber attack highlights that healthcare industry is a prime target for cyber criminals. This breach was conducted by ransomware, thought to have been delivered by email through a phishing link. Talked about a lot about that this week. Recent research from Microsoft identified ransomware as a significant growing threat that all industries must be mindful of. And uh, a lot more uh, hitting the healthcare right now. The, uh, Health and Human Services, DHS, and FBI all set a, a three-party warning out this week about warning for healthcare. Oh, the sound effect. Uh, no, that's all right. That's <laughs> just a little lag. I wasn't sure what was what was funny. The sound effect was funny. So they're giving us six dark readings went through, and they said, "Here's the six things you should do." And you're gonna, you're not going to be surprised. The three we always talk about. The three we always talk about in ransomware are within the six. I would say grab this article, print it out if you need to, whatever. Um, so number one, adopt a layered approach for cybersecurity. We talked about this talked about this a lot. Strategic shift is vital in the defense against a growing number of sophisticated attacks, including ransomware. Doing this requires integrating various tools, including antivirus firewalls and web filters, and screening for malicious activity to minimize the risk. Adopting a layered Cybersecurity strategy reduces the vulnerabilities within the healthcare network. And we talk about this. This is that layered defense. We have firewalls. We have IDSs and IPSs. We have host-based intrusion detection. We have host-based malware protection. We have network-based malware protection. We look, we do threat hunting. We look for IOCs. Those kind of things, we have a layered defense. So if they get inside, we don't want them inside, but if they get inside, we'll be able to see them. No, they're coming. Stop them as far as the left as we can on the cyber kill chain. Number two, rethink business continuity. For healthcare enterprises where data has life or death implications, it does. Think about that German case. Um, it's critical the business continuity plan reflects that fact. Backing up sensitive patient data weekly or even daily is not sufficient in healthcare and organization should look for a continuous backup solution that allows them to treat sensitive information appropriately. It's important to note that when it comes to business continuity, one size does not fit all. Also, attackers have gotten very sophisticated about targeting backup during ransomware attacks, so assuring offline or otherwise protected backups of critical data are available is extremely important. That goes back to our 3-2-1 rule, right? three backups of sensitive data. And they're saying here, one of the things they point out that we really don't a lot is figure out what that backup time is, right? How long can you go, uh, how long can you afford to lose data, right? If you're attacked today and you haven't backed up since yesterday, are you okay with losing that much data? So you need to think about how often you need to do those backups. They're saying sometimes that's gotta be continuous. Yeah, so that's like a hot, hot backup. So we talk about three, you know, three, um, three backups of in important information, right? You put on two different types of media, and one of them is offline. That's what I'm saying here. Because we know that the ransomware actors, when they get onto your network, they don't immediately act. They start doing recon. They look around. They find where your backups are. And if your backups are accessible, they're going to encrypt those two. And so they're not going to do you any good if they're on the same network or if they're accessible from the same network. So you want to keep one copy offline, and that may be cloud storage that you can't get to directly from your network, right? Um, and then they're going to they're going to they're going to do their thing. 
Number three on the list, phishing training. With attacks often being initiated by email, healthcare organizations must undertake regular training to help raise awareness of pitfalls. With people working 24-7 in a distributed environment, training healthcare worker needs to be more flexible to ensure no one has gotten forgotten. It's important to educate employees on being spotting suspicious, suspicious links and being mindful of grammar, punctuation, spelling, and formatting errors. We saw that yesterday in, in the way that um, Ryuk is now being distributed. Uh, as these are often fishing red flags, arming everyone with this knowledge and updating them regularly on the latest cyber scams reduces the likelihood of employees clicking on dubious links and can help ward off attacks, right? Yeah, there's, some of these phishing attacks are really good. Um, some of them look real. And we see again, when the attacker can get on the network and they can hang out and they can maybe compromise one or two people's email programs, they can see what email looks like. They can even jump on a string and inject the attack on one of those threads that's going on. So, um, yeah bad but we talk about that phishing is one of our three top three we've got to do our three are are um no exposed rdp connections on the internet patch everything including the the systems that are pro providing the vpn protection and train your users right that's it um strengthen employee passwords is number four for these guys trojan malware often attempts to propagate through the environment using lists of common or compromised passwords emotet one of the suspected trojans involved in the usa uhs attack does this. Hospitals must end the practice of sharing credentials and integrate a tool to continuously search for exposed common credentials. If an employee or admin credentials are compromised or are using common passwords or derivatives of common passwords, it's easier for nefarious actors ha, 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 uh, to initially access and propagate through corporate infrastructure. Nefarious actors, bad actors, and threat actors. Now we're growing the list. Yeah, strength, good passwords, good strong passwords. And if you think back to, I think, earlier this week or, or, or last week, Carnegie Mellon had the story that we covered that they talked about. Maybe you don't use, need to use all four of the, the types of passwords. Password, you know, you don't need special characters, numbers, uppercase, lowercase. You need to think about your password structure. Sometimes a longer password with less of those is maybe stronger, right? Number five on the list, make multi-factor authentication mandatory. Sensitive systems and data should require more than one login layer for security. Organizations must add additional authentication mechanism to deter hackers rather than hoping that one will suffice. Yeah, multi-factor. Got to do it, guys. Got to do it. And, you know, go get something. Even like Facebook and, and a lot of other things have the ability to do multi-factor authentication. You get something like Duo. That's, that's a common one that you get for free from the, the, all the little app stores. You can use that for authentication. Um, obviously, organization-wide, it's a bigger issue. You just can't get a free tool and do organization-wide multi-factor, but that's the way you got to go. Our friends in the government, you know, they've been doing it for a while. CAT card, common access card, um, allows multi-factor authentication. Something you have, something you know. You know, something you are is the third one, but... And then number six, six on the list, uh, only permit remote access via virtual private network. That's important. No, that's our number. That's one, one ours too. Um, 
don't have those exposed uh, RDP connections. Healthcare, or, healthcare organizations have many workers that aren't on the front lines and are working remotely for the foreseeable futures. Hospitals must mandate that employees use VPNs to access work-related systems or data from home to keep this information protected. So this is for healthcare, but I think do it everywhere. There's no reason that, that this stuff can't be done everywhere. Baff Chapo, good morning. Morning, sir. How are things going? There's no reason that, you know, this is obviously they're, they're targeting healthcare when they're talking about this, but that's because there's a current threat on the, the healthcare, that sector. These, these six things they approach, they, they talk about, these six things are right on the money. I may even re remove, them, remove them down to, to five, right? Strengthen employee passwords and multi-factor authentication. Those can kind of go together. Multi-factor and strong passwords, um, you know, really you know business continuity it ties to what we talk about it ties to our three and three um, they've got six so kind of kind of the same thing a lot of things that they talk about here are what we talk about but that's the dark reading story that's one of the that's the one I think you should grab and hold on to um, and the story for you guys later if you want to read one on your own, if you got something, some time to, to kill, you want to check it out. It's the other link. The, the final link is ransomware can interfere with elections and fuel disinformation. Basic cybersecurity precautions are key to minimizing damage. It's kind of a little bit of a longer story by The Conversation. Um, their tagline is academic rigor, journalistic flair. First time we've had a story from them, but it seems to be, okay, kind of the basics. What is ransomware? Um, you know, ransomware is told. That's, these are the headings. Ransomware in the election. Uh, how to lower risk. Um, that's kind of that's kind of it. It's kind of a good story. Looks a little bit a little bit a little bit long. Not terribly long. About a probably about a ten minute read. Good morning, Rainier. Good to see you. Um, just as you got here, that's when we're wrapping up. We do have. I'm going to come back. I'm going to cover that. Just remember, it is Frankenstein Friday. Um, think about poor Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster. Story was uh, all centered around uh, fear of of technology, fear of of just new stuff. Really, I guess is, is this the theme behind the story? I do like the in the. Let me go where. Oh, there it is. Um, like most things that came out when they come out. Um, Poor initial sales, unfavorable reviews. This is what Frankenstein, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, the book, got. The quarterly review, for instance, declared that the story will not even amuse its readers unless their tastes have been deplorably vitilated. Um, yeah, yeah. See what they know. What do they know? Frankenstein's been books, movies, plays. My favorite, of course, is Young Frankenstein. Written by Gene Wilder. Enjoy your Fr Frankenstein Friday. Enjoy Friday. Hope you have good things planned this weekend. It is the last weekend of the month. It's the full moon. It's the set your clocks back. Get you an extra hour this weekend. Um, yes, we're going into the next month. We're closing in on the end of the year. Um, you guys are doing great. Take care of your friends, your family, your coworkers. Take care of each other. We are building a community. This is a community. Mike Bravo's out there. He's going to tell you 
probably in a second here to go get some. I'm going to say take care of each other. Be good. We will be back Monday morning, 7.30, right here, same bat time, same bat channel, ready to go. Mike, if you want to check out the course, go out, go out to cyber, cyber-recon.com. Um, you'll see the course right now is the only one. We've stripped all the other courses off the site. The only one out there right now is the RMF course. You can check it out. You can read more about it. It's out there. I'll probably even show uh, throw a link into the show notes later. But that's it. That's our Friday show. We're ready to go for the weekend. Hope you guys have a good day at work today. Um, some of you, I think, may be off. Maybe it's your Friday off, so that's a good thing. And uh, we'll see you on Monday. So thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing it with me. If you can, share it with your friends. Like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell. Give us a thumbs up. Excuse me, I had to sneeze. It was coming. I had to look up the light, and that did me in. Um, like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell to be notified. Give us a thumbs up for the video. That'll help us, and uh, hopefully we won't get um, the, the warning from the YouTubes today. But join us Friday, or join us Friday, join us, join us Monday at 7.30. We'll be back here live talking about the cyber news of the day and how it impacts you.